Welcome to the Blurred Perspective. I'm Lady L. And I'm Brother Rue. And today we have a bunch of good topics to talk about, so let's get into it. Um, so The Rock bought the XFL for $15 million. Um, what do we think about this? Was it a good move? I mean, is the XFL going to be a brand that uh, even makes money? Um, what, what's the thoughts here? Uh, what are your thoughts? No, I guess it's a good power move. I mean, it was a cheap enough purchase. $15 million, The Rock has definitely got that. I mean, I think it's a show of what we've been talking about. Um, on previous shows on how if we want to create our narratives as people of color, black people, um, we definitely need to start with heavy ownership. So I think in that regard, it's a good move. I just don't know. For me, the XFL, I was never really interested in it before. Maybe it's because Vince McMahon owned it. Maybe I'll be interested now, but but I don't know enough about it to know if it was a good move. Uh, I think it was a good move. I mean, oddly enough, it was his ex-wife's idea. Cause, you know, they still have their own, they have their production company. I think it's called $7 Production or something. Hmm. Uh, so, technically, it was her idea, and they own it together. Oh. Um. And it just goes to what I was saying on the last episode about black ownership. He stepped out on the limb, took the, got the collateral, got the capital that he needed to make the purchase uh, to buy his own NFL league of eight teams. Now he gets to put his own little spin. Maybe we'll see the the rock like how he was in the, uh, on the show Ballers, mm-hmm. trying to do his own. Um, um, league, but I mean, as somebody who played football, I think he'd be uh, a good outlet and a good resource. I think people don't need to be misled by that and think that it's going to be necessarily 100% beneficial for the players. Right. I think it will be some benefit for the players because nobody goes into business to right. make other people rich. I right. mean, if you happen to be a, a shareholder or something, then yeah, but I don't see him doing this for anything other than profit um, and to to give a try and give it a go I think uh, anything is worth trying I agree I it's, just hope it's that okay to fail as long as you try I just hope that he uh, adds some people like uh, Sean Combs or, or if they uh, want you know that's what they want yeah or Jay Z or you know if they want Akon you know it would be make dope. it a um, um, you know or if, it could be uh, Santana for all I care, the little guitarist dude. Or, oh, yeah, that would uh, be cool. Or Derek Jeter. So, you know, just yeah. minority-owned professional league. That would be dope. I mean, people can finally get to see what that would look like. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he can add teams. I was a fan of the XFL. Um, I liked the direction that it was attempting to go in and how it was trying to separate itself from the NFL. I mean, the NFL has been good for all these years, but 
It can have. It deserves to have. Anything should have competition. True. Nothing should be a monopoly. Everything should have its version, different versions. Um, it's just be interesting to see how he takes it, how he progresses it, um, who he reaches out to for help, uh, who he brings in to kind of guide the direction that it was trying to take in. How soon will they even have their first season? Right. You know, all that will be interesting, you know. I mean, even some of his actor buddies bringing in, you know, your favorite comedian, Kevin Hart. or um, Not my favorite. You know, just, you know, people from the business and even some other, you know, people that he respected in sports to kind of help build that league up and try to do something opposite of the NFL and maybe give people more so what they want. I think I would respect that league more than the NFL if it allows its uh, players' expression. You know, people try to say this whole remove politics from sports, but politics is about the people for the people. So just because you need an escape from your regular life don't mean that the athletes shouldn't be able to use whatever avenues that they are allowed it to speak to issues that are important to them. Right. Unfortunately, some of us cannot escape things. Even when we try to escape, there's always a reminder somehow of where you are and your place in this world. So So I think it's a lot of things that he can do or they can do. Uh, you know, Rockets, the Rockets, just the biggest name on the on the paperwork, but I think it's a lot of things that they can do and it can be a positive um, if it's handled and done correctly um, and be an opportunity for second chances for a few people. And hopefully if it had any, if, if this year was, I just hate that this year with the XFL was probably, the success was probably based on the fact that all those racist white people didn't want to watch the NFL anymore because nah. of the kneeling. Mm-hmm. So they jumped to the XFL. <laughs> you know, well, so, they can't escape now. Yeah. Got a black owner. <laughs> I think it's interesting that for all the money that uh, that the McMahons put into the XFL, it only sold for $15 million. So yeah. he really was in bankruptcy behind this, trying to dump it and get some kind of money back. So for the Rock to swoop in and, and I get the family discount, which is what I feel like it was, a family discount, you know, because it only went for fifteen million, or maybe he was the only one. They only they're the only interested party, right? That he could sell it to, and you kind of got to sell it for what you can get it for. So smart business move for the Rock. Yeah, be interesting to see how he develops it and um, presents it um, going forward, and how they are able to uh, progress as a league. Um, I, like I said in the last last time I talked about that, I felt. I like the Roughnecks. I like the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, I like the couple of players on the team. So, I thought, you know, some of the <laughs> stuff that they was doing with how they did their uh, kickoffs and, you know, how they did their point system for the extra points. It I thought a lot of that stuff was pretty cool. You it was know. different. Only thing I didn't like about the XFL this year was them putting the camera in the kicker's face immediately after he missed the kick or <laughs> – Miking up the quarterback after he done threw three interceptions, like, you know, I I wouldn't cut to that person and try to get a response to him right after they done messed up. I know. Didn't they have to, like, bleep a couple of... Yeah. Yeah, people were cussing. But it, it was it was good to see the coach coaching and, and what he was saying to the players and 
how the players was taking it and handling it. So a lot of the a lot of interesting stuff was happening with the way they presented the XFL this year. And I think, of course, if the NFL is smart, they'll steal some of it, especially that extra point system. Uh, being able to get up to four points on the extra point, uh, that was pretty uh, pretty good. Wouldn't be wouldn't bode well too well for kickers, but uh, <laughs> the extra point system was. I think the best thing I like about the XFL. So, like I said, hopefully The Rock can take it and do something with it. Yeah. And The Rock and Danny Garcia, his, you know, his ex-wife. Yeah. And you were right about the production company. It was called Seven, Seven Books. Books. Yeah. yeah. It is called Seven Books. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe it'll spark my interest more. Now, I did watch the games because I was desperate to watch football, so I did watch the game, so I did watch the Roughnecks play. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily a Houston Roughnecks fan, though. I'm not I'm not sure who I like yet, so we'll just see about that. I'm not a person who just says, oh, it's the home team, so I'm just going to root for them. No, let me look around and see. What I want to see first. She wanted to see who won the championship first so she can go for them. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, well, I hate to say it, Houston sports fans. We all know how this goes. Houston has been pretty cursed for a long time. So I'm not down. I don't need that negativity. As a Cowboys fan, I just have to root for something that's going in a positive direction sometimes. You can't be mad at me for that. Like I said. (laughs) Anyways. So, on to other interesting things we've been watching. Uh, The Master P No Limit documentary has been very enlightening. Very interesting. Um... Very embellished. Well, yeah, narratives. And, you know, I say it every five minutes he's saying something. Narratives. So, okay, so I didn't realize that he lived in Richmond, California for years. And that's where his rap career started. Ultimately was in Richmond. Really? Richmond, California. No, I'm saying you really, you didn't know that? No, because by the time it was No Limit had taken off, he was back in New Orleans, quote-unquote, or Baton Rouge, wherever he lived at. I'm not sure. Um, so so he what lived in New mansions? Orleans proper. That's, that they was in Baton Rouge. in Baton Rouge, but he used to live in uh, Calio. Yeah, before he was a rapper, he wasn't living in Calio as a... Rapper? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he came back with Snoop and all them, he was they was living in Baton Rouge. Yeah, so that's not New Orleans. You've, I'm originally from Louisiana, and Baton Rouge and New Orleans is not the same thing. I know that. That's all I'm saying. So I didn't know that. I, it kind of goes. Brother Rouge is always telling me this and telling like people who want to be in the music business. That or movie business that they should probably go to California first. California, Atlanta, or New York. So I did think that was interesting that he actually, you know, got his start in California. 
learned something new there. Um, it was interesting um, learning how he came about and have getting No Limit um, started. It was it was interesting. It I, it, it wasn't all embellished. The the interest the Suge Knight thing was interesting, but. I mean, most of it was pretty on par with what we thought it was, right? Yeah, most of it. I mean, I'm just... You know, we didn't have the internet back when Master P started out, so it's not like we had, you know, the Shade Room or something <coughs> giving us a play-by-play, you know, the come-up. But, you know, for the most part, a lot of this was common knowledge. Uh, Yeah, I just hate that him and... Them and Cash Money could never reconcile their differences. Yeah. Due to the the neighborhood beefs or whatever that was going yeah. on. Uh, I don't believe him when he says that he was trying to keep that from taking place in the record label by preventing uh, priority from signing Cash Money because they didn't even need to interact with each other. I mean, just because y'all on the same record label don't mean y'all would have had to interact with each other. Yeah. Outside of... Master P and Baby going up to Priority's uh, headquarters to talk or something. I don't see how that would have been an issue. And uh, their musics were totally different. I don't feel like there would have been a clash or a song that would have been so much alike that, well, you can't release that one because it sounds just like this. I don't think that would have happened either. If they didn't beef after UNLV dissed Mystical, it wasn't going to be no beef. And then, from my understanding, a lot of them cats was actually uh, friends. You know, Soldier Slim was from that area. Right. And him and BG and Juvenile, if I'm not mistaken, was cool. So, I don't see how, you know, they couldn't have got past the quote-unquote beefs knowing that. And, and I don't know if they, so we've seen the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they uh going to speak on this on the last episode, episode 5 coming up this week. Mm-hmm. But my understanding, hell, he tried to sign Lil Wayne to uh, No Limit. And really? I always thought that's where the beef between him and Baby came from. Yeah, because now Wayne is on neutral ground. He wasn't from Magnolia, was he? Yeah. I thought he was from somewhere else. I thought he was from Magnolia. I thought they was all Claimed Magnolia. I mean, unless that's just Holly Grove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was a part of Magnolia. It's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I do love going to New Orleans, and I frequent New Orleans. But I can truly say I've never been to Magnolia or Calliope Projects. We went by one of them that one. Magnolia. Yeah. But I just. I think it was entertaining. I think the story about Snoop Dogg trying to get away from a No Limit backstage was a funny story in hindsight, but it was probably crazy, crazy going through it. Um, I don't think that was embellished either. And to find out that that's where the Down For My Nigga song came from, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, that's a a classic. I love that song even today. Um. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought um, the way that they bought Mystical out of his contract. That which record company was it? You don't want me to lie to you. Is it? Is it? Wasn't Jive? Was no, it? Couldn't Jive have been Jive. 
I think Jive is who he went to uh, after he left No Limit. Um, but, yeah, for them to put that money on the table. Um, what was it, like get him three million? Th- no, it was only 300 something dollars. 300000 Yes. That so, was nice. To get him off of Big Boy Records was, uh, I think, a good look. Yeah, it was a good look. And uh, we got some good albums out of it for sure. He Mystical made a couple classics uh, with No Limit. Oh, no, it was Job. So it was Job, okay. I wasn't sure because I know Job had a lot of R&B acts, but yeah, yeah he shouldn't have been on. Went to job, yeah, and then Master P bought him out of, out of Job. He shouldn't have been on Job anyway. They weren't going to put was, him in the direction that he needed to go. Job was a decent record label at For the time. R&B acts. True. Not for a rapper, not a mystical I mean, Maybe they type. wanted him to be the staple the OG in the room when it came to their rap uh, acts. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I thought it was cool that, um, you know, P did his own distribution deals that were amazing. That was awesome. I mean, what's the worst someone can tell you in business is no. You should always bet on yourself and, you know, negotiate what you want, not what you think that they want to give you like that was a cool thing to see about the documentary just how he learned the business sense um it was pretty dope i think that uh having um having your family like how he did i always think that's dope getting his brothers out of trouble or trying to get his brothers out of trouble trying to get them out of the situation they was in and then going back to the neighborhood and trying to help those people out, I always think it's dope. My only problem with it will always forever be, don't buy me no house. Yeah, it was weird. Don't, don't buy, buy me, me no house. car unless I ask for it. Right. Other than that, if I'm working for you, give me a check, give me my money, and then I'll go do with my money what I want to. Don't you come talk about, here go a house as payment right for what you did no it's then well, kudos to, to him for putting it in their names right still didn't ask for but it. but that's the thing to play devil's advocate with that because i feel the same way but maybe he knew they didn't have the business sense that he had and they would probably get screwed on the house deal and him probably working with a real estate agent real estate company he was probably able to get those houses at a cheaper rate for them that they would have been able to like let's say he gives them the three million dollars right and they go out there not knowing anything about real estate not knowing the first thing and they go try to buy a house they they might have really got screwed you know he had the credit he had the the capital and maybe just maybe that's why he was buying houses it is kind of weird to me. It reminds me of like the five heartbeats when like Big Red like bought them cars. He's like, what color you want? And it's like, then at the end of the day, when they were trying to leave, he was like, oh, well, you have to pay for those cars. Well, no, sir. This was a gift. And you know, so they thought. So that's just, I think, what I think when somebody buys you something in lieu of payment is that, you know, am I paying this back with interest because you bought me a house? Or is this really my house clear and free 
as well as getting paid actual money that I can spend on food, clothes, etc. I just think that uh, Master P is a real one because he uh, had some artists on his label, namely Mr. Servone. That should have never had a record deal. No. I don't even, to this day, <laughs> I don't going know. back. I think Mr. Servon might have had one tight verse. Verse. On either it was Hot Boys, Hot Girls, or Make Them Say Uh, one of them. Other than that, Master P is the only way he would have ever got a record deal. Yeah. He should never, ever, 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 ever have anything bad to say he about never. Master P. Silk the Shocker, though he's had some hits. Oh, Never been able to catch a beat in his life. <laughs> he believed in his family. Quite possibly. Wouldn't have got a record deal anyway. I will say this though. Mia X was like one of the slept on females Boss. in the game. Like really, she, really unsung. She like, needs some more respect. Yes, she, put she some respect beast. on Mia X's name. Another person that I thought up until just reading... Her uh, her status, I thought she was a rapper. Come to find out, she was supposedly a singer. Who? Mercedes. Oh. See? See? You thought she was a rapper, too. <laughs> so, I guess I need to go back and listen. I mean, you just look at the album cover, the infamous album cover. That got, and, uh, that got Charlemagne G. Yeah, yeah, for what, though? Like, she's bent over. But she's bent over. Was she bent over? Was she bent over. like Kim? Oh, no, no, make me laugh. So, okay. She's a singer. I guess I'll see if I can check out some of that. Maybe she used to sing on the hooks for them, too. I'm not sure. I, you got me there. I was more of a mystical... Um, I like C. Murder. C. Murder. That was interesting how he got his name. That was kind of cool. Because he was in the military... And all he saw was murder. So see he see murder. murder. So for all them years, we all thought he was see murder. It was he like was a Chris. Killer. Or no, Chris. Corey. Something, whatever his name was. I just assumed it started with the C. Yeah. And that murder was at you the know, end of it. Because he was gangster or whatever. But yeah. no, it's because he was in the military. And he just said, all I saw was murder. So call me see murder. That was actually dope. That was that's. I thought it was interesting. That was, that's that was dope. So I, I give him kudos to that. Cain uh, and Abel is another rap group. Oh, uh, okay. On the list that you know, Master P wasted a lot of money. See, my problem with some of those guys, and when you start talking about these labels and stuff, is mm-hmm. Master P didn't owe them anything. Right. He gave them a record deal. Right. He pushed their records. I don't. I find it now that would be so insulting. For any one of those artists to act like Master P didn't try to push their career. You went in the studio and came back with these garbage ass songs. <laughs> and they had the same and then good producer. him to be able to fucking savage your career. <laughs> and okay, my record didn't sell, but I gave you a record, so you got to pay me. No, motherfucker, that is not how it worked. They had the same producers, the same artwork, the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was treated equally. Nobody got. You know, push over anyone else. And he always tried to have everybody, at least that one, uh, 
that one uh, collaboration within the company or within the record label where he could get them exposure on, say, a Snoop Dogg album or a mystical album or one of his albums or something. He try to add his artists to the different songs to get them that exposure. So if he doing all that for you and you still flop, you were garbage. Oh, and he really did believe in Cain and Abel because at the no limit business model as far as records go seems to be in that fourth quarter. That's when you're gonna get like the heavy hitting records. Like they're gonna do the the compilations and whatever. But the real things you were waiting for that year, like a mystical release or something, it was always the fourth quarter. Well, Kane and Abel got a fourth quarter release. <laughs> that means so. I mean, he really didn't believe in them. Uh, uh, uh. They came out after the Ice Cream Man, after Silk the Shocker. So, I, so they came out after those two mega albums where people was high on No Limit. Yeah. And they still flopped. So it went like up and then down. And Skullduggery and Mac wasn't like horrible, but they had some 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 dope ass uh, appearances on some yeah. songs only to come out with albums and you like where is that shit that they were spitting on on such and such record? But it's easier to come out with a hot 16 than a whole song. True. I guess that would happen to him. So, hey, if Master P would have went outside of New Orleans a little bit more, like people want to say Cash Money still on top, but Cash Money on top because they got Young Thug, who's in from Atlanta, he went and got uh, Drake and Nicki. Yeah, Bow Wow. He went Bow Wow, Omarion. Yeah. Um, wait, was Omarion? Um, no, Omarion was on MMG. Yeah, there you go. Damn, he might have tried to do both while we bullshitting. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's why Cash Money, eh? Once Juve and everybody left, he had to keep moving. Once he lost Manny Fresh, he had to go outside of New Orleans. And Master P would have did that. Uh, he still would be on top probably. Or but that is the making interesting money thing. off of music. They both went with resident producers. And I know a lot of record labels have a resident producer like Rock had just Blaze and Kanye. But you gotta get a few different guys. No, the Rockefeller did it right. Rough Riders just had Swiss Beats. Right. Rockefeller used anybody. No ID. Yeah, they no, I need premiere. Yeah, they use a variety of producers. Uh, Blade, just Blaze, and but Kanye mainly West were it was prominent. just Blaze for a while. But and Kanye, uh, not really, because you got to remember he also used for Jay Z. He used Timberland. He used Pharrell. He yeah, used uh, sprinkled in there. Uh, what's his name? Rick Rubin, like sprinkled. Maybe for like uh, uh, everybody else on the label, right. it was just Blaze and. And uh, Kanye like Cameron, West. I feel like Cameron, that one Rockefeller thing that I remember, wasn't it a lot of Just Blaze? Uh-uh. Two or three songs of Just Blaze, but they had their own producer. Uh, who was the Dipset producer? I wasn't even necessarily a Dipset producer, but he uh, he used different people too. Hmm. Well, yeah, that I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. I mean. I would say Beats by the Pound and Manny Fresh are 
definitely influential producers that changed the game. Yeah. Go ahead, my bad. I'm, I'm just saying, they were very influential. Like, you can still hear that in music today. Like, they were doing unheard of things back then, and it was amazing. One of the best songs out of No Limit to me that slept on is The Symphony off of uh, Snoop Dogg uh, album. If you get a chance to go back and listen to that song. Which Snoop Dogg? Um, the Last Meal? Nah, it was on uh, the one before that. Um, no limit top dog. Oh, and symphony. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I'm gonna have to check it out. So again, Snoop Dogg is a snip, a slept on national treasure. I want everybody I to know. I just feel like Snoop Dogg has had a hell of a life, a hell of a career in this game, and I don't think people bring that up enough. It's called Ghetto Symphony. I call it the Symphony. Cause it's an ode to all the different old school symphonies when like uh, um, Molly Mall and them had a symphony and then Eric Eric Sermon and, and uh, Lady Luck and Redman and them did they symphony 2020 so the No Limit version of that is called Ghetto Symphony hmm. it is dope I think that's the one song where like everybody went hard See Murder went hard Fiend went hard, Goldie Loke went hard, Mia X went hard, Snoop Dogg went hard. The most slept on song from No Limit, Skeeto Symphony. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I probably have heard it. I just Don't haven't know. heard it in a while. My my second, my next favorite song is uh, Hot Boy, Hot Girl. Okay, but I'm about it. I'm, I'm about saying. it, about it. I mean, bout it. You got bout it. Make them say, uh, and no limit soldiers. You know, you got those with the two songs that people don't talk about that much that, that should be in that top five, yeah. top ten. Ghetto Symphony and Hot Boys, Hot Girls. It ain't my fault needs to be up in there, too. That beat still slaps. And, and Silk the Shocker still couldn't rap on beat. <laughs> it doesn't matter because Mystical saved the song, see? Best mystical song was the song he had with E40 and them to me. What was it called? Uh, it was on Unpredictable. What was on Unpredictable's album? It was. Uh... Which one is the Man Right Here? Is that the Man Right Here? Mm-mm. Unpredictable was his second album on uh, on No Limit. I think the Man Right Here was on his uh, Child Records. Uh, Album. Hmm. To be honest with you, uh, and what was that song with Mr. Cool? I don't know if I'm telling my age, but yeah. That's okay. Hey, you know what? We had some banging music back in our days. We were lucky to be alive then because that's when hip hop was at its finest and its rawest. Here we go is the name of the song I'm talking about on Unpredictable with a uh, Be Legit E40 masterpiece. We have to go back and listen to some No Limit. Maybe they'll do a versus with Ooh, No Limit Cash Money versus. See, that's what I want. I want to see uh, Cash Money No Limit versus masterpiece and Baby just playing songs. Circa from, 2000. Yeah, they can't. They, they don't play none of this. Please. Well, I can play. I guess Baby would have to play some of this new shit. But technically, 
Baby should have to play cash money. Yeah. He can't throw no young money in there. Yeah. That would Lee be Drake the only and... that'd be the only stipulation. That you have to play cash money. Yeah, let's put years on this. Yeah, like no young no, no uh no no young money. Yeah. So so the other one I wanna see, I'd like to see so so deaf versus like uh no uh bad boy or something. Yeah, maybe they should do whole record companies, even though 112 already went against Jagged Edge, so I don't know how that would work. But speaking of verses, the Rick Ross and 2 Chains verses, and um, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I was listening to satellite radio and local radio, and they were like, some people weren't feeling the outcome of like the order of the songs. Like They think that Ross came out too quick, too fast, too furious with some of the stuff that should have been saved for the end. Both but of them came out swinging. Yeah, I feel like the order was fine. Ross was bullying them. That was funny. I only say that because 2 Chains kept saying it. Two cha- well, <laughs> 2 Chains seems very meticulous in, like, order. So whatever they had planned on doing... I just feel like 2 Chains was like, well, we're supposed to be doing this. But Ross was like, let's vibe. Like, it was about a feeling for him. But I feel like 2 Chains was like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to start. I mean, my, I just said people are weird because I just saw a lot of people talking about, oh, the battle was boring. I'm How? like, the only way that battle was boring is if you don't like 2 Chains or you don't like Regrowth. Right. Because, I mean... The only thing it didn't have was Rick Ross didn't talk that much. So usually, you know, certain artists <laughs> I don't think like Rick the, Ross like is I think people like the vibe of the DMX and uh Snoop Dogg one because they was kinda you know, not kinda, they was talking and you know, they was giving backstories to some of the stuff. Rick Ross wasn't really giving backstories. Two chains was. Yeah. But Rick Ross wasn't. But I mean shit, he had strippers. I mean, you you watch <laughs> if the ladies you got to see uh, Rick Ross get a massage. I oh, mean, okay, I'm, I'm all right on what, that. What more did you want? I mean, if you like the music. The music is the reason that you was there. So I don't understand how it wasn't uh, entertaining. I just thought that that was that was weird for people to say, "Oh, that battle wasn't that good. It wasn't entertaining." I'm like, what was you listening to? And like uh, like you said about the DMX uh, versus. DMX and Snoop. And Snoop. How did you that? Well, what it was different was also like the Jadakiss fabulous battle. I feel like there was a lot more banter going on too because Jadakiss was on one or two or three. And so it was just entertaining I, for that standpoint. I, I got so much respect for Jadakiss. <laughs> After watching that, people say what the fuck they want. Oh no! Look, that man was Jada having kiss, fun. A drunk Jada kiss <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I really wish that I was in a position to be cool with that dude and be able to hang out with him because that looks like so much fucking fun. Yeah, that is funny. That's how New York dudes seem to be when they're drunk, though. They just mm-hmm. like to tell crazy wild stories. Nah, all of them. Some of them. First New York dude I met was a douche. Anyways. But other than that. Oh my God. Most of them have been pretty cool. 
So, yeah, people were mad because Rick Ross did BMF first. And I don't understand. No lie. That's what 2 Chains followed up with. I feel like it matched. I feel like it was fine. Like, what was he supposed to do? So, BMF was supposed to be the last song. Okay. So, he did do some obscure stuff. Um... Like in the middle there, and it was weird. He did like his feature on a Kanye track on Dark Twisted Fantasy, and the verse was fire. But I was just like, That's why we're going well, with this because most of what two chain, and that's the reason why you know. So, verses is not a competition, it is it's a celebration, celebration. Of but that's why I had Rick Ross 11, two chains nine. Because two chains was heavy on the features, and it's yeah. just like well, so was Ross though. Not really, Rick Ross. I mean, I so say John out of twenty for Lil Wayne. I say out of song. twenty songs, Rick Ross might have played six features, whereas two chains played about twelve, fifteen features. So that's why I say two chains was kind of heavy on the features. But a lot of so his- where so where Rick Ross played his own song. And two chains play the feature, automatically give it to Rick Ross. But if okay. if they both play the feature, then whoever had the best verse on the feature is kind of how I did it. Because my thing is, that's why people was losing me when they kept saying Scott Storch uh, beat Manny Fresh half, not half the songs, but at least three that or four couple. of the songs that Scott Storch played. He only played an instrument on it. That's not like, you yeah, if you play the flute, it. you can't So I can't you give you credit for that Justin Timberlake <laughs> song when you just did the piano on it. Or the Dr. Dre beat because you played the piano on it. Like, you didn't produce One the of track. One a flute. I forgot. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't get credit for that, pimp. So that's how I felt about this. If you just was, 2 Chains was just feature heavy, so I had to go, to, I had to go with Rick Ross. Yeah, but those features, come on, Mercy. Mercy feature. Yeah, Come I mean, on. Mercy, Mercy as a feature was, was um, first of all, but see, he didn't have the best verse on Mercy. Well, but he had one of the best verses on Mercy. Who had the best verse on Mercy besides him? Pusha T? Mm-hmm. One of them. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. I just, uh, what did he put against Mercy? What did Mercy go against? I don't think Mercy was in the in the twenty. I think it was. It was one of the last, so it's like toward the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I like both of them. Um, I do like Two Chains a little more. Okay, I I actually listen to Two Chains full albums. I don't really listen to Rick Ross's full albums. I have some of them, but I tend to only listen to like the radio singles. Um. Your big Meech, your um, he has a lot of Drake features. Um, well, they both do, but Ross really likes Drake, and so that's why I don't think I listen to him as much because it's basically a Drake album. But you know, it is what it is. I think it was entertaining um, for a Thursday night with nothing else to do. Yeah, Mercy wasn't in the 20. Oh, wow. I can't believe you didn't include Mercy. I would have. 
like his classics, you know, Duffel Bag Boy. Okay, it was a well, that was a group though. That wasn't like two chains yeah, solo was, yet. Yeah, Rick Ross Players did circle. Dice Pineapple, so that beat Duffel Bag Boy. I don't think Dice Pineapple's beats Duffel Bag Boy as a song because it's a player circle song, not a two chain. I song. don't think Dice Pineapple's as a song beats. Duffel bag boy. So you gonna get if a, we are a in the club right now, and that song Double Bag Boy comes on, everybody is gonna lose so their shit. You give the feature, yeah, over the original. Work. I'll go off of what's the best song here. I'm not going dissect. To me, I didn't like that pineapples that much. It's not one of his best songs. So then you had two chains winning. I had two chains winning that round. So what, what did you what did you have to, uh, in? Overall, I mean, you saw me. What was I doing? Getting up and dancing to mostly two chains. So you had two chains winning. I mean, yeah. I'm not mad out of the way, but you know, Mr. Telephone Man. What? <laughs> he he said the stripper song. Oh. Anyway, but so yeah, I actually listened to Two Chains. You know, shout out to old school iPods, <laughs> cause no one listens to iPods anymore. But the resident iPod in my car still has a heavy Two Chains on it, like full albums of Two Chains. Yeah, true. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was interesting. I can't wait to see who's next. They were saying. They were trying to get Anita Baker and Sade. Not going to watch it. I would. Again, you don't understand influential music. Anita Baker and Sade have influenced so many different artists. And you will hear it in the verses if they have it. So you can appreciate them more. People think, oh, Sade sad music. No, but you got to listen to the musicality. Listen to the words. I don't disagree with you. They both are very influential, but it's kind of like uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott. I just didn't really see. Listen. That's why, ladies, we don't get our just do. If it would have been Talib Kweli and um, Most Diff, everybody would be like, "Oh my God, that was amazing!" But because it was the conscious ladies who went first. Then somehow it was like, "Well, I don't know about that." Women don't even support other women. Whatever. Case in point. Whatever. Speaking of women, let's talk not, about the WNBA. The WNBA. We will get to the NBA, but right now, Brother Rue was had something to say about WNBA pay. We had, had this discussion, and so apparently, WNBA players. He brought it to my attention. I will say that. WNBA players would like to, to her get paid because more because women don't support other women. Go ahead. And so, but I do understand that the WNBA is a business, and it's about sponsors. It's about interest. It's about all the things that you bring to the table. And so, do I think they should be paid more? Probably. They put their line body on the line. If not the same, but more than the NBA players. However, they have to draw that interest. They have to draw that that's going to make their league indispensable. 
You know, it's kind of shaky in the WNBA. My God, we had the Comets here in Houston, and they won four championships, and they are not a team anymore. So that alone should let you know that things just aren't the same as the NBA. You tell me the Golden State Warriors aren't still worth so much money with all the wins that they had in the Heat aren't still riding off of the championships they got with LeBron. I mean, it's crazy that the comments just aren't even here. Um, are you done? I'm done. So, fun, oddly enough, people try to blame the comments for the WNBA getting off to such a bad start. Because Why? The comments because won they the kept winning? Four, oh. they, the comments won the first four... Uh, championships in league history so it's like people was kind of like you know Houston Comets were a detriment to the uh, WNBA because it lacked variety the NBA lacks variety you got the Lakers who else the Rockets yeah later you got whatever team LeBron was on going to the Eastern Conference Final for 10 years and Mm -hmm. then you had whoever in the West the Lakers Rockets Spurs and Golden State. That's it. And OKC, honorable mention. In Dallas. No, no Dallas. They won a championship. <sighs> they beat LeBron and them they first year together. But, no. So, my problem with the WNBA is the WNBA players complain about, and well, not just the WNBA players, but uh, people complain about the pay disparage between um, WNBA and NBA players. But uh, people don't watch WNBA games. I watch WNBA games. I like the WNBA. I'm all for equal treatment of women and equality and women. Title Nine and all that. I'm for that. I have no problem with it. But you can't expect a, a women's basketball player to make $20 million a year and the league's total revenue it's only $60 million. Mm-hmm. Like, by comparison, in 2018, the last full season for both, the 2018-2019 season, the WNBA made $60 million total. Wow. The NBA made 7 to $8 billion. Yeah, they have. It's different TV contracts. There's a lot of things that come into play. And also... Let's just say there are some basketball players. Everybody's not paid as well and overpaid as James Harden. Like there are some people in the NBA who only make three hundred thousand dollars a year. No, you, we just don't hear about that. No, see, I'm exaggerating, players. but you get what I'm saying. I'm exaggerating, but what I'm saying is everybody's not paid like LeBron and James Harden. No, but um, the WNBA players want to make, so the lowest paid player in the NBA is a rookie making $893,310. Wow. The highest paid player in the WNBA is Brittany Griner, and she only makes $113,000. Wow. So, I mean, but again... The WNBA, oh, DeWanna Bonner is now the highest paid player at $127.5 million. Dang. But, again, 
the WNBA only makes sixty million dollars a year. Right. So, what are they going to do to garner interest? They need a women better marketing team, but that costs women money. Women don't support women. That's a fact. I don't think that's true. It's just harder. So again, right now Man, on women, our television, women voted is for an NBA game because that's what's on right now. It's in, it's uh, San Antonio Spurs versus New Orleans Pelicans right now playing in the background. You when was the last time you watched the NBA game? When they I watch them, they come on on ESPN. Name me a WNBA player. Candace Parker. Name another. I don't Brittany Grinder. I don't give you Candace Parker or Brittany Grinder because Candace Parker does NBA uh, on TNT commentary. I follow her. Brittany Grinder went to high school here in Houston. Yeah. So I know you know who she is because we went to Alden. She went to Nimitz, and she was only what two or three years behind us. No, she had to be. Nah, she. It was about five. five yeah, she had to be about five years behind us. So I'm not giving you those two. Give me another. Don't do this. It's not right. I do exactly. sit there and watch it. We have I a president it. in. We have a president in office that said, "Grab him by the pussy." That was a known. That well, is a known misogynist. There's your point. And women voted for him. But there's your point. Let's get into it. You want to talk about why the NWNBA is really not winning? Winning because of men, honey. We couldn't even get our first woman president, even though y'all knew he was better than. She was better than Trump. Y'all still wouldn't vote for this lady. This is the whole fundamental issue that we have to go through. Is that men act like you want to see us. Y'all want to see us, all right. But you don't want to see us hooping on y'all. I will give you that men should be uh, supportive because you have a daughter. Hmm. You want your daughter to go across, Girl, have to go across seas to uh, play sports when she should be able to. Be proud and play at home here in the that's United States. That's why I miss Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's, that's, that's a contradiction of America because it's like you want to talk about American sports and American this and we're supposed to have each other's back, but you don't even support your own daughters. Yeah. You don't support your sisters. You don't support your wives. Right. It's, you don't support your granddaughters. Like, mm. I mean. It just sounds good, but then when it comes down to it and it's time to show and prove then you always pick a man. Women are more fundamentally sound than men. I mean, you can't tell me that. See, this is this is why I say it's BS. You can't tell me that you love the men's game because it's more physical and they dunk when 60 to 70% of the game now is just them motherfuckers jacking up threes. And just spacing out and, so, you know. And women are fundamentally more sound in basketball. The they women's the game paint. The women get in has, the paint. Is, is more what fundamentally, or used to be, more fundamentally sound than the men's game. So, the men's game, they don't even dunk as much as they used to. They they taller and, and everything, but mm-hmm. most of them step back three, corner three. Right. Run it up real fast, shoot a shot. Hurry up before I can get contested. The big men don't even play a prominent role in the game. Yeah. Other than somebody like Giannis being able to take two steps and then dunk it. Right. I mean, so, but, you know, to the original point of it, I don't think that the women deserve to be played more than what the league can allow until they get their revenue up. Again, they could. So, they put, this is how the powers that be 
pit people against each other. They got you and I up here talking about women don't support women. How can I support a WNBA game if it's not on television? We in Corona time. It's not like I could go to the game. But y'all chose to play San Antonio N.O. game. Y'all could have played a WNBA game. WNBA game Alternated. Not on a Sunday. On Sunday morning, they like to play the WNBA. The Linux playing the Lynx. On on ABC or on ESPN? Exactly. My point. So, like, but what what I'm saying is, this is what they do to us. They'll tell you. Do games come on regular TV? No, I haven't seen one on network. You might be right. I can't think. When was the last time the WNBA game was on that? When they used to, but uh, but that's cold bloody man. Not even the championship. Not even the women's college no, I think the WNBA. championship. UConn is the baddest chicks out here balling, and you can barely see that on television. No, those games be on television. Barely, the, especially the NCAA games. Barely. Barely what? Barely. You will always see the NBA. Like I said, we are a sports household. I, I, we're always watching sports if they're on and they're live. Like I said, right now, what we are watching is an NBA game. So, you want to talk about the playoff picture real quick? I'm just not happy with how things are Tell going. NBA come on to you. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not happy with the way things are going. Um, the Lakers are number one. Um, but be I on just, ABC tomorrow. I just don't think oh, it was on that, ABC yesterday. Oh, okay. On a Saturday when everybody's out doing stuff. Okay. My point exactly. Sunday, they know everybody's home chilling, grilling, you know, getting ready for the week. And that's when they put the men on. Just like I said. But anyway... Like I was saying, the Lakers are number one, but I just don't know what that means. I don't really care about playoff standings and things like that. Me and Brother Rue got into a whole argument about playoff standings and the Rockets the other day because I just posed a simple question. Why do the Rockets care so much about who they're going to be facing? Just face who's in front of you and man up and beat them, right? No. Oh, okay. That's not how this works. No. My bad. That's why I didn't have a chance. And my argument to her was the Patriots used to kill themselves to get home field advantage in, his in the playoffs. Eyes, not because mine. they needed that home crowd to win. I don't now think she so. could win this argument this year only because they're in a bubble. In a bubble. And the I don't see you know, unless they generate the crowd noise different based on who's quote unquote the home team. No. It shouldn't matter. But anybody that's in sports will tell you, if I can win a championship without killing myself, without without being hurt, without injured, then that's what I'm gonna do. That's why if that's the case, then why make the number one team why why make the number one seed play the number eight seed? Because the eight seed could come back and be the number one seed if they take their foot off the gas. Which could happen with the Lakers, by the way. I mean, so as it is right now, the Eastern Conference is set. So, but the Bucks of Milwaukee <laughs> the will Bucks. play the Magic of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> the Toronto Raptors got the uh, Brooklyn Nets, which actually, eh, so I say the Bucks should beat Orlando. So this, see, this Toronto is what he's saying. Beat, no one uh, has to travel. the travel. Uh, Boston and Philly will be a good matchup if everybody's healthy. 
It'll be interesting. And then the Heat play the Pacers, which I think Pacers. they should play. The Heat and the Pacers need to be on prime time just because of the beef between Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's going to be awesome because technically right now T.J. Warren is looking like a genius because he's been the best player in the bubble since we started. And <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler done missed like three games. So it's like wow. Jimmy Butler got to come in here and prove that he's just not a souped-up role player like T.J. Warren said he was. Um, then on the East. A souped-up role player. Wow! If on the east, on the east, on the west, west the uh, Los Angeles is still kind of up in the air because the first seven teams have been decided, but uh, between second and third, the the Denver and um, uh, the Clippers can switch swap back and forth between uh, first and second place. So, you know, they still got, what, four or five, four games left, I think? Wow, still? Or two games left, something. This is really dragging One, two, on. Three. I think they got three games left a piece or something like that. So, those three games can still affect the standings. So, the, the West is not set outside of number one. And then between four to uh, seven, between four to seven, it's a one game here or there. So we technically won't don't know yet who gonna play who in the West. That's crazy. But I would say if the Lakers played uh, the Grizzlies, the Suns, or Phoenix, they could Suns lose. Suns is, is Phoenix. The Clippers playing Dallas. I think the, uh, the Clippers need to come with their A game. Um, Every game because Dallas could steal a few of those games and then the it'll end up being a seven-game series. Uh, you wouldn't want that. I don't think nobody wants to see Dallas or the Rockets right now. You mean the great white hypes? No. Uh, Porzingis is pretty good, but uh, Luka Doncic, that boy is a walking triple-double. Oh, it's just Luka Doncic and Porzingis. What That's too many. How? Hey, That's a very big percentage out of five. There's some good white players, some great white players out there. Larry Bird wasn't the last great white player. What are you talking about? Borderline uh, mean of you. No, to I just say can't that. do it. It's just it's so against, convenient that what do you have against Luka in Dallas, That's what, there's never really been a black star. Oh, you have. So what was Jamal Star. Mashburn, Jimmy Star. Jackson, and uh, role player Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd and uh, let's so see. So is that more? Is that <laughs> is that Mark Cuban fault? Oh, because oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he tried to get DeAndre Jordan. He done tried to get a bunch of players, Chris Paul included, to come to Dallas. He, you can't say he, you can't say. Oh, he I'm still mad Michael about Finley. that. I still have nightmares uh, about that. You know, the Lakers would have had Chris Paul in his prime, and Mark Cuban ruined that for us. He was the number one hater. He didn't. Ooh, ruin nah, he yeah. He didn't ruin it by himself. Mm, they Jefferson the situation. They what? That's a Hamilton reference. Please don't do that. <laughs> Well, they buried the situation. Well, Jefferson, 
Anyway, so yeah, that it'll be interesting to see the Western playoff picture take shape, I guess. Since that's where all the comp is, it's going to take them a little longer to uh, sort these things out. So, um, next let's talk about the uh, Umbrella Academy. It's back! A new season, and we're on episode what? I, I don't know. You tell me, miss. I, I fall don't asleep know. all the damn time. I did, you know, I'm really... Watch the thing on... It's a good show, though. I'm revoking my wife's blurry card here in a minute. But you know what? I just want them to get on with it. Like I'm on episode seven. I don't know what episode you so on. So, the whole thing is about them going back to uh, the, the grassy knoll, the 60s, and um, what happened with JFK in Dallas. But it's taking them so long to get there, and I just want them to get there. They got halfway there. If you would watch the two episodes you're behind on, they confronted the dad about oh, whether yes. or not he the has anything to do with <laughs> he has anything to do with uh, the assassination attempt on Kennedy. I just thought it was interesting that the mama was an actual person. Well, yeah, we I kind of figured that, that her consciousness got transferred. To a robot. Kind of making me want to watch. Uh, watch. Kind of makes me want to read the comic book. Because I never read the comic book. So that's kind of what made the Umbrella Academy interesting to me. I have the. Uh, I think it's cool that they brought the original. Um, Handler. To the uh, show. I don't think. People would have been able to handle. A talking fish. Why? I mean if that's what season. it was. That's what it is. So I think that. I mean, you know, they wasn't, so it's like The Walking Dead, mm. as much as I hated the TV show, they kind of like, in comparison to the comic book, they needed, to spoon feed you, yeah, they needed the to content. get more than just the comic book people to like it, they needed to get new, um, new, um, new viewers fans. and new fans, hey yo, new fans, so that's why they kind of took it a little different route. And then go full on comic book with his with the weirdness. But I love the, the weirdness. Book, but oh, really? I do love the weirdness. I don't like. Okay, so the guy that's the monkey, that's weird. But I mean, it's okay. I'm used to it now. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm getting used to it. But it's interesting watching last season and when they came together for the dad's funeral. You always felt that tension that. Maybe he wasn't the best guy ever, but because he was dead, they were sad about it. But it was like, I just can't wait till they get more in-depth about this guy because he obviously was horrible. Man, he was a tyrant. Catch up on the two episodes you keep falling asleep on, you be there. Okay, well, I'll watch Just them. Call. I can't wait. Because I just, I think it's cool, the element that they actually are being realistic and that they are in the 60s. And black people didn't fare that well in the 60s. So we got to see a little glimpse into civil rights situations that um, the black characters had to go through. And I thought that was dope for them to go there with that. Because they could have glossed all over it, she but said, they went in. You mean the black character? <laughs> yeah, the, the black daughter. Yeah. That he had, yeah. I just, 
Yeah, I need to finish that. I got three episodes, four episodes to go, because I need to watch episodes seven, eight, nine, ten. So I finished six. You need to watch five and six. So basically, guys, what he's saying is he wants me to watch it because he needs to rewatch it. No, no, no. While she's watching episode five and six, I'm going to play The Division because I need to finish mm-hmm. the Aaron Keener uh, mission on Xbox. Anyways. So that's what I'm going to do. But, uh, yeah. So I, I like it. I think I'm going to have to read the comic book. Yeah, I'm sure be the comic book is much better than the show. Just like how the Walking Dead comic book is way better than the show. Well, but like Walking and Dead, I the wish... actors are really good. So, like, this kid that's playing a 50, 60 year old man, like, that little boy can act. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah. I just, you know, I just wish The Walking Dead would have been on, like, HBO or something so that they could have. Because that Michonne and Governor uh, Arc, where they was going at it, and what Michonne did to the governor would have been so fucking awesome on, on TV. If they would have been able to cut Rick's hand off uh, in season three like it was supposed to. I think it was season three. Was the governor season three? I think so. Three or four. Three going into four. Because Terminus and them came through. And five, which don't really exist. But, yeah, so, I mean, the show added some good stuff yeah. to uh, The Walking Dead. But uh, maybe we'll talk about The Walking Dead on our next episode. I can talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah, if we got a lot of seasons, we can talk about that for hours. I've read the comic book <clears throat> first. And while then, this, well, I take that lie back. I watched the show, season one, mm-hmm. and then found out it was based on a comic book and started reading the comic book and stopped watching the show, started reading the comic book, got caught up on the comic book, and then started back watching the show. And the show's cool. Um, thank God they don't have uh, old buddy um, Scott D- Scott Dimple or Gimple. Or Gimple. The, no, he's still there. The show. Angela the, is the showrunner, but he still helps. Yeah, but that motherfucker. Listen, I ain't going to get into it. We'll talk about it on the next episode. Angela came. That'll probably be the whole Next episode is the Walking Yeah, we Dead. could talk forever about that. So just each character and how they change stuff. My God, yeah. even just the preacher and the different things that are different about him. They—he's not even supposed to be alive. They—he should have. Um, we'll talk about. It. They've made him a, the second. So they've taken him from um, being. Uh, his 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 regular character, Father Gabriel, of of Father Gabriel, and converted him into one of the characters from the um, from the Saviors. Um, they pretty much started him as Father Gabriel, and then it moved him He's to hybrid this now. to this this Saviors Saviors uh, small. Well, I say he wasn't small. He was. He he was up there when uh after Negan you know left or, or got captured, mm-hmm. but it's the way they progressed Father Gabriel into this character. So, but the I thing, so that <coughs> that was Father Gabriel. Father, no, Father. that's the that's a portion of the guy from the Saviors. Okay, that's interesting. So they made Father Gabriel two characters in one, and. It's cool, but um, no, I wanted the comic book. If 
fucking uh, uh, Coral. <laughs> Carl, shouldn't be dead right okay. now. I know Carl shouldn't be dead, and I think that's where I kind of like. I still watch the show, but they didn't have to kill the boy off. First of all, it's weird Scott because Gimple, we've gotten people who okay, if you're doing a movie, so Michonne, uh, Diane, what's her name? Um, deny, deny, deny. Girl, I said the whole. Girl. Yes, she. Actually, had to go, of course, shoot Black Panther. So, yes, they did have to take her away for a while. And things like that are going to happen. But you didn't have to kill Carl. And Carl was down. The actor was down to stay with the show, you know, as long as possible. He even transferred to college in that area so that he could, you know, continue to do it. Now, you know how they say thank God for the closed door. Ain't nobody shooting nothing right now. So, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020 for him, and I'm sure he was bummed about them killing his character off as Carl. But now, I mean, at least he's not worried about being in limbo with production like they are now because of coronavirus. So, I mean, Man. you know, you got to think of the positivity that comes out of something like that. Because I, I can't imagine being an actor right now and things being on hold. You know, you have scripts. and He went to things. that show, too. What's the little show that's the bootleg, This Is Us? Ain't he on there? Oh, yeah. I forgot the name of it. It's on NBC. That's right. He did get him a good gig. So, yeah, maybe we'll do The Walking Dead on there. Yeah. Because uh, well, that's definitely something I talk about. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, right the now. savior's name was John. Oh, John. And he was uh, second in command. Um, after, after Simon. After uh, no Simon was Negan's right hand man. Oh. And he died in the goddamn comic book during the war. Well, but Simon is dead, I think, on the show too. Yeah, fuck Simon. But I'm just saying. <laughs> John is who they he made was very Father Gabriel into. Uh, oh, it was a black guy. Okay, yeah. see, I don't like that. They could have hired another black actor to be John. So, Father Gabriel is John from the Saviors and the Father Gabriel in common. Because when the Whispers get to that scene where they walking past the Watchtower, that's where Father Gabriel was supposed to die, gruesomely. Uh. But they got to keep that character because they've merged him into another guy. And since there's really no one else on the show anymore. Yeah, so now they're keeping characters like Jesus was not supposed to die at all. And they could have kept Jesus. They never said what happened to Dr. Drake character, but I'm assuming he didn't want to come Dr. back to the Dre, show. No, what's his so, name? Um, oh, God. We got him, Dr. Drake character, but what was his name? On the show or in real life? In On the show. I gotta get my memories back. I know, I forgot his name. But yeah, they just abruptly stopped his storyline at the bridge. That was weird. With Tara. That was bizarre. Who doesn't exist in the comic book? Yeah, that's another thing. All these people who don't exist. And um the girl was Rosita. She's dead already in, in the comic book. See, she was a part of the amazing ten whose head ended up on a stake with King Ezekiel. In the comic book, when uh, 
they first introduced uh, Alpha, uh, Alpha, Alpha, the Whispers. To yeah, when she did all that she did, cause like come on, that old adopted son bullshit. Yeah. Um, With Carol. Yeah. That didn't have an impact to me. That seeing Ezekiel's head on that stake and Rosita who was pregnant. Right. Um, like. Um, well, but it was an arc for Carol. See what they're doing his, now is trying to build Carol's. Doctor Drake's uh, character was is Heath, Heath, who's still alive in the comic book. Maybe also, they'll bring him back. He he was busy he too. He just barely injured. Ah. Uh, we lost the old man a leg in the oh. uh, safest battle. Yeah, Deacon started throwing grenades on See, the fence. See, they really should have. I mean, he did that in the in the show, but when he did it in the comic book, he messed up a bunch of people. But yeah. Yeah, they should have got raw with it. That's why I needed to be on cable. Yeah. Well, speaking of other content and cable and such, Disney Plus has been delivering. So we got to see Blackest King last week again. Mm-hmm. Mixed reviews. Don't understand the background. How could you be mad? But I, I will never understand why people. She must have. I mean, she's from the city, so maybe she like this somebody's brother or cousin or something. Because I just don't understand why people hold her Beyonce to a different standard than they hold other people to. And I just you, don't get it. Like, I don't understand how the same people like. They got that one person that uh uh J. Cole no, was talking no about no name. one or no name or something. No name. She just hates everything, so who cares about her? I, I just wanna know show. what her talent is. Is her talent talking negatively about other black people? Like I don't I don't get her or what she trying to accomplish. So, so I get she didn't Cole like Black King. And but I was seeing a lot of negative stuff about Black is King. And it's like Beyonce gave African artists her platform to get exposure, black to designers express themselves, and show off, you know, some of that culture, some of our culture, because you it's know, all our culture. We we not we're originating from here, but you know, people like to separate us from so, them, but I don't understand that either. I'm just like, what in the heck? How could you be mad about it? Yeah, so, but then them same people who had something negative to say about Black is King love this damn WAP song with Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Or and Cardi I'm not B saying Megan you can like both and get you somebody that can do both. But what I don't understand in this life, in this world, is why we big up negative in, in, images and then... When positive ones come along, then we crap on those two. Candace Owens is an idiot. By and large, she is one-sided when she talks about, you know, black people's existence in America. She's consistently one-sided. But the one thing she ever said that I was like, okay, she got a point. We always pick up the negative aspects of our culture. Drug dealers, strippers, con mans, convicts. We always big them up. So right. you're seeing it now where you see the blackest king and I and so for you know, the blackest king thing, you know, we we don't big up the imagery of us like that. But everybody's Melanin, all excited. Highly about melanated people now, in this. The only argument that I heard and that I read that made sense to me 
for Black is King is, you know, why? It's like saying, hey, we were kings and queens. Yeah. So y'all should treat us as equals. Right. Only because we were kings and queens, we should be treated as equal. Right. Not Simply being human, human beings. That's not enough. Is what should get us to be equals in this world. Right. Not, oh, we were former kings and queens, so we should be getting treated equal. So from that perspective of us having to call ourselves kings and queens for white people and Europeans but I don't think that's to what see us as equals, that I think that's ridiculous. And no, I don't think that's what she was doing, but I get the concept of why do we always have to say kings and queens yeah, gotcha. to be treated as equals. But I so think we that should call ourselves kings and queens. I got it. But the overall imagery... And, and the art artistry and everything beautiful, in Black is King. Beautiful, beautiful colors. It was beautiful. And I love brown skin girl. Being a brown skin girl, it's just awesome to be for somebody to see us. Because in a world of, I mean, even Beyonce's, she was big enough to Kelly Rowland. That's what's up. How could you be mad at that? Because it's not how you were programmed. People it's how, are how, miserable. What was ingrained in you? People are miserable in their own existence, and so they got a nitpick. But but okay, so back to the Megan. Megan the Stallion is a college educated f- female, so I don't have a problem bigging her up. Good for you for getting your education. If that was post shooting incident, I'm impressed that she was still. No, I think it was before. To. Um, do all that stuff that she was doing. She healed up quick. I think it's cool for positivity two female rappers coming together but all this is I'd rather watch Wob than Black is King. It's like why can't we have both? Yeah I don't. Why do we Why we always gotta compare something? Why can't we just enjoy everything for what it is? It's beautiful. We got people of color cause Cardi B is not black. We got people of color over here doing something. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B joining forces. Awesome. We got Beyonce. We get to watch that. Yeah, like you said, why we can't just be happy that we can watch both of those things and be awesome that we are all over the television. Everything don't need a comparison. Like I get it when we do it in sports because that's competition. That's competitive. But just in regular stuff like... Everything don't need a comparison. Enjoy it for what it was. Enjoy it for what it is. And keep moving. Right. And to all you miserable people out there that's always got something to say about what somebody else is doing, find something for yourself. Do you do it? What content you got? You're not perfect. Right. I would like to meet the perfect human being in this world that's never made a mistake, that's never judged wrong, that's never made a poor decision. I would like to meet you. I don't think you exist. So stop <laughs> hating on what somebody else is doing because you're simply just miserable in your own existence. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't like it for what it was that Beyonce was trying to do, just respect the hustle and move on. Like, you know, just just respect it and move on. And I'm not against constructive criticism. I'm not against saying what you didn't like about something. Some of y'all just hating though. Some yeah, it's weird. Things. It's really scary. I don't think you like breathing the way some of y'all just find something. I, again, about. I just, I hear the way people talk about Beyonce and I'm just like, what did she do to you? People that hate Beyonce, I'm just convinced it's Hurt jealousy. people, hurt people. Has the girl made mistakes? Sure. Has yeah. she done things? But so, they all do stuff we don't like. I mean, her manager was her daddy. 
he was making the decisions from all we know. Even if she said something about it, what's she didn't wrong have with control. It? Like she was just supposed to give up her career. Like I don't ever understand people that act like, oh, well, Michael Jordan should have gave up his career to be political. Right. Or Beyonce should have be the shouldn't, shouldn't have kept singing because of the way the the first two members of the group who seem to be doing just fine for themselves, quote unquote, got treated. And like, they got undisclosed settlements. Y'all immoral, but y'all immoral, but want to be moral about other people's stuff. Like, right? Get the, get the hell out of here! You smoking weed and shacking up and all kind of other stuff, but you worried <laughs> about what somebody else did. <laughs> that was scary. People are just annoying to me sometimes. It is. I mean, because the story was beautiful. As a, I have a son, so to see like the evolution of the little boy. Shout out to, I don't know the kid's name who played Simba mm-hmm. in Black is King, but he did an awesome job. And well, it is what it is. She dedicated the damn thing to, to her, her son. To her son. Her son. That's too much for them. They don't like that. People oh, yeah, like the Kardashians more. Because they don't believe she actually had the kid. Right. And and she's an Illuminati too, you forgot. Yeah. Like, this... Yeah. We gotta stop with that. You people are miserable. <laughs> Every time somebody Black, do something can't. positive, they are in the Illuminati. I pray God that if I could become successful, that I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. It's just weird. Like yeah, like only way Black people can make it is if they supported by the Illuminati. That's crazy. I'm just like well, I can't um, say his name, but yes, he did a great job. Yeah, I was gonna. I sh- I show uh, Lady L. I show my. Let wife me try to name. sound it out. Because I was like, uh, I'm gonna let you try to say that. Name. Fola Jami, Akim Rally. I probably said it wrong, but shout out to him. He did a good job. B did a good job. Editing was amazing. Uh, outfits were great. I love the mood video with Jay Z. Sipping champagne, champagne on a TV tray, eating cereal with his wife. I that's, that's me and my husband. Heart. I think that that's what awesome. hurt their heart. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that the young symbol was played by the kids from uh, um, what's the movie where the little girl grew up? Uh, where your girl got uh, what's that shit called? Well, she was mean and uh, she got turned back into a little girl. Oh, little. Yeah, the little oh, kid, yeah. the little boy that could da- that was Literally. dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. He yeah, he's a singer too. Black is King. Okay. I did not realize that was him. Yeah, me either. But yeah, it was beautiful. It's something to watch. Beautiful color imagery, beautiful locations. If you're into that kind of stuff, you know, looking at beautiful things, then give it a try. If not, then I don't know. Don't and watch again. It. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with constructive criticism and having an opinion. But some of y'all just be hating because you're miserable. And I'm going to need you to find happiness. I mean, I, there are things that I don't like. But I guess I just spend more time breathing life in the things that I do like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of other things that I like on Disney+, Plus, Hamilton... I actually got Brother Rue to watch Hamilton with me last night. I don't know if y'all heard that, but I was joining. Go ahead. Um, You don't have to front. It was awesome. I'm a theater nerd. I love the theater. 
I loved Hamilton. It's an awesome story. I watch it now like every week at least, if not every two days, because the songs just get stuck in my head and I just need to. She watched that shit on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when she working from home. Yes, I do watch it when I'm at home, just because I don't want to be judged for watching it, and so I watch it when he's not here. Uh, uh, I don't have a problem with it. I watched it for the first time paying attention. (laughs) It's been on two other times in my house, and I did my due diligence to ignore it. Terrible. But today, well, half yesterday, and then I got drunk and passed out. But then I finished <laughs> it today. Uh, I mean, it was good. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't knock it. You know, the first time I tried to watch it, I was in and out on it, and I had a problem with the fact that you know Hamilton is a real person, Aaron Burr is a real person, and they were white. And here, a Mexican guy is playing Hamilton, a Puerto Rican guy is playing Hamilton, and a black dude is playing Burr. And my original issue was why did the black why did the black dark skinned dude have to be the villain? Like why do they always use black skin to portray evil and villain? Originally, but he really wasn't. A, it was he was more of an antihero. Who? Burr, Aaron Burr. If you think man. about Aaron Burr's rise, so Aaron Burr was an educated man who thought you needed to, as the song is, wait for it, to wait for his opportunity to do certain things. Hamilton was a savage. He's like, say less, smile more. And don't let him know what you're against or what you're for, which is not a good way to be, especially in politics. You need to stand for something. And especially at that time during the American Revolution, you needed to know what side to you needed to be on the right side of history, and that's the only problem that Aaron Burr wasn't on the right side of history because he was like, I'm gonna just hang back in the cut, and if they win, you know, fine, and if they don't, then I won't be in trouble with the king. Well, like I was saying, dark skinned dude, black dude, villain. So, I had a problem with that then. Again, you know, looking at the history of the play and everything, they turned it into like a hip hop play. So my response was, I don't want y'all to get, y'all can't get mad when they take a Raisin in the Sun and make it an opera or make it a country western tune because that's originally a black play. But once I watched the documentary on Hamilton and listened to where um, the, the guy, actors, the actor, Lin Manuel, and where he was coming from when he when he wrote it, I was like, you know what? That makes, you know, that's honorable. He employed black actors on Broadway. Black stagehands. And he was trying to and, and he was trying to inspire young minority kids to, you know, become theater people. Um, composers. And, yeah, musicians and composers and writers. And to get them in, like, yeah, to get them into to theater. To say, hey, you can, can make it hip. This. You can make it cool. You can make it a representation of you. So, and it can still be accurate. So for, for that, I applaud him. And I, I went back and I watched it and I gave it an actual chance. And they did an amazing job, man. I, I, I can't lie. I'm not going to sit up here and watch it 37 times. Like I my, am. I'm like going to watch it tomorrow. Um, she, she'll probably watch it again as soon as, this, uh, as soon as we finish recording this episode. You know, I liked it, but... Um, you know, I'm good. Once the song gets in his head, I'm not giving away my shot. I'm not giving away my 
Shaq, he'll be here listening to it or listening to the soundtrack. See, he'll listen to the soundtrack in his truck and I won't know about it. That's what's going to happen. Never once crossed my mind, but okay. No. Like I said, I like the idea. It was good. It's a good watch. You definitely should watch it. Uh, have your kids watch it because... It's a history lesson. Yeah, you know. How the school about to start for some in a, in a few weeks if it haven't started already. So, like I said, it, it was it's cool. It was good. I, I can't knock it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. After the third try. I mean, it's great. And, and to Brother Rue's point, I was the same way. Like, I thought, this is weird. You know... 1776 was mentioned, and I'm like, we weren't free in 1776. I don't know that I have any interest in any of this. But they did talk about, you know, the the fight that was going on in the background as far as um, abolishing slavery. Like, they always made it a point to mention the progress of that fight, like... So, yeah, like, I felt better about it. I'm like, okay, we weren't free. It doesn't excuse the fact that there was still things happening. Our government was formed in that time. And so it was interesting to see what all happened, um, forming America's banks and things like that. And all the scandals that Hamilton was a part of. So it, it was interesting. It's interesting. The songs are good. If you like musicality and you like singers, you can't knock any of that. The main people in the play are black who are singing their butt off. So, it's a good play and a good time. So, um, it seems like we've come to the end. Um, I, I just want to say... That they need to arrest the cops uh, that murdered Breonna Taylor. And that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. We won't stop until it's done. R.I.P. John Lewis. R.I.P. John Lewis. A civil rights icon. Uh, definitely arrest the people that uh, murdered Breonna Taylor while she was sleeping in her bed. I mean, you know what? I kind of was signaling to my wife, you know, not we didn't have to talk about this because I didn't really... Wasn't nothing else that I think I can add to it. But my thing is, you know, we was watching a video of uh what happened to uh to this guy in um this guy named Ron Whitaker in Phoenix. And to me I felt like it's the same thing kinda that happened to Breonna Taylor, right? So if you watch what happened to Ron Whitaker you know, somebody called the police on him because him and, they thought him and his girlfriend was arguing. Um, but really, him and his girlfriend was in the house playing video games. And if ah. anybody's played a competitive Wii game, um, <laughs> you know, you're going back and forth and you're talking noise to each other. Yeah. Well, the guy on the phone was like, you know, yeah, they argued or whatever. And the person asked him, do you think uh, it's become physical? And he said, I'll say, yeah, if that gets you here faster. So he's admitting that wow. it's just an argument. He don't know what's going on. He just wants the police to come out. So, so why didn't you go knock on the door? Exactly. Just knock on your neighbor's You're door and a say, man. hey, man, I got to go to work tomorrow. I can hear y'all through the walls because they stayed in apartments. Can y'all quiet down a little bit? Then if the person tells you to fuck off, then, yeah, you, you could call the police to make a noise complaint. But these asshole cops get there. 
And they knock on the door and say Phoenix Police or whatever. So they did knock on the door. They did say Phoenix Police. But then they stepped out of view of the we of the weepo of the uh, peepo, um, whatever you want to yeah, call it, peepo, weepo, whatever. I don't heard it called weepo for some really? reason, but peepo. yeah. So the peepo and they door. So they stepped to the side of it. But prior to they did say Phoenix Police like this. Phoenix Phoenix Police. But now nah, he said Phoenix like, Police Phoenix and knocked Phoenix. on the door. But my thing is, if I'm in another room in my house. Right. And I'm playing my video game, the volume's up. All I'm gonna hear is somebody beating bam, on my bam, damn bam, door. Bam, bam. And then when I get to my peephole, I don't see anybody. So I got and my And I'm gun. like, who in the hell is He's beating this? Beating on my door. So I walk outside to look to see because I don't see anybody in my peephole. And when he walked outside to look, he you could tell he was like, oh shit, police. And so the dude was like, the dude, the cop in front of him was like, hey. He was like, oh, put, put your weapon down, put your weapon down. And he goes to drop to his knees. He put one hand up, and he was putting the other hand, the uh, gun down, and he was on his knee, and the cop standing behind him shot him three times. Mm-hmm. How was he a threat? So, and, again, you didn't have to shoot to kill. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy's clearly going down to his knees with his gun going down to his hand, and he was simply trying to protect his home. And he's a white guy. I say that because in the Breonna Taylor situation, same thing. You knock on my door, they probably step they to the side. They kicked in the door. And, you know, he didn't get to the door fast enough, so they kick in the door. He thinking he about to get robbed or something because if my front door is nowhere near, I stayed in apartments, you don't always hear what's at your front door. All you really hear is who knocking. The noise, like so it then, may wake you. So then they kick in the door and he shoot off around because he thinking I got to protect myself. And they empty out clips and kill Breonna Taylor. Those cops should go to jail. If anybody else in their regular job is found negligent and causes death. Somebody dies. They go to jail. They're prosecuted. They are Even doctors with malpractice suits can face jail time. Yeah. Why, can't, why do we not have police officers face jail time? For making a mistake. Right. So, it, it just, it's, it's weird to me that people are up in arms because people want police officers held accountable for causing death. Right. Like, I get it. You in a high wrong for risk death. situation, hmm. but they're still wrong. Yeah, still but you have a vest death. on. So, how is it high risk when you walk around with a vest on? I don't have a vest on. So, if you came in my house right now, I could die. And if I shot back at you, there's a chance that you get hit in your vest. I don't walk around with a vest on. I'm not 50 cent. That's the one thing. <laughs> That's the one thing I would like to look at. How many police officers that have military backgrounds shoot first or shoot and kill somebody? But there's something called rules of engagement and then in the how military. Many, and then how many police officers that were civilians have these incidents. I wonder if it's if it's alarmingly uh, more civilian police officers or people with just regular backgrounds that shoot first as opposed to military. That's a good study to do. Because I'm just like, if you're that scared, Don't do why it. are you a cop? If your if reaction you is to shoot first and ask questions later as a police officer, that's a problem. If you think about... Your wife and kids before you think about the person who you're facing with wife and kids, then you're not a public servant. 
And you shouldn't be doing it. It's like everybody. I get it's it. like F my life. It's like everybody want to get home. But you just going to kill me. Because to get home. To get to make it to where it's, it's, it's usually your word against mine. And so right. You, now you kill me. I don't have a word. No. And I don't these, have a voice. these cameras ain't helping the situation. Because all people say is I want to see it. From the beginning. Yeah, like, like the George Floyd thing. So, like, that's one vantage point of a camera. But then there are other vantage points. And everybody wants to see those. It doesn't really matter. Because for 8 minutes and 46 seconds of a video, like his I knee know, was on his neck. I want to hear from somebody what he needed to do to them to justify him being nailed on for 9 minutes. Nine and a half minutes. Because the video was only eight minutes and 46 seconds. But when you see the full release footage, they say it's nine and a half minutes. So I want to know what the hell these I want to see all the film. What is it that you need to see that you didn't see that's going to justify to you him being knelt on like that? I agree. I, I think so that was something is. that could have happened that you would say, well, he did this. Right. So that's why they knelt there on it is. for nine and a half that's minutes. That's it's justified. Like, you sound stupid. I agree. I think that we're just desensitized to looking at violence done to real people from a cell phone camera. And honestly, it doesn't help. And I personally think it kind of needs to stop because it really doesn't help anything. I feel like there's some KKK people watching it with a beer celebrating and shit. Like, look what we can do to y'all nah, at any moment. No, nah, some of these cameras been helping. Sometimes. See, the problem 30% with the, of the time. No, the problem with the footage is, the scary thing about it is, the police departments view these tapes, they clear the officer. Right. But only after the video becomes public record does then something happen. Right. Because even in this instance with Ron Whitaker, uh, yeah, the, Ryan Whitaker. the Phoenix guy. This is like two years old or something. Right. And they it's like, why this, are we just now? And they had this it. footage. But the footage has now been made available to the public. And now people are bringing it back up like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not what y'all wrote in the report. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it has something to do with statute. And that's why they hold on to it. So that statutes. Nah, there's no statute of limitations on murder. Well, there is no statute of limitations on murder, but on the evidence and autopsies and things of that nature that we probably could have got our hands on and then uh, M.E. say, yeah, the way that this gun was fired, X, Y, and Z, we'll never know that. It's not like they could go back retroactively and do Well, they can, but mm, they try not to do that. You know what? I did have something to say on John Lewis. You know, I'll do much respect. To him and his fight for civil rights and equity for black people. I just wanted to say, fuck Donald Trump. How do you equate this man's life to whether or not he came to your inauguration or any of your State of the Union addresses? And my thing Are you is... serious, dude? That, that was kind of crazy. And then when he that. did the little Exus video or whatever the interview was, or whoever it was called. Exus or some whatever. Um, yeah. He was like, uh, the, the guy was like, what do you think of him as a person? Well, I've known a bunch of people that, that fought for civil rights, so mm. I can't say one way or the other what kind of person But that's he was. why you don't give something like, like that life, because those who 
matters were there. That's why John Lewis's family did not invite him to the services Nobody because of stuff like Donald this. Trump they, they even had W up there. McCain family didn't want him there. Uh, uh, Emmanuel uh, Cummings family didn't want him there. I think I said his name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. You know, uh, the Bushes didn't want him at... And they Republicans. Right. They didn't want him at either one of their people's funerals. Like, Donald Trump, man, just shut the fuck up and keep ruining the country while they letting you. Like, stop talking. He won't. Stay off He won't. We just have to ignore it. We just have to. We have to. And on that note, like, please go vote. This is not the time to stay at home. Please go vote. And... Soon we should know whether Joe Biden will. He said he's gonna have a woman. Blue Trump. Um, he's supposed to have a woman running mate, and it may be Kamala Harris. That would be awesome. Blue Trump versus Red Trump. So here we go. This is why we have Trump. Don't be stupid this time, y'all. Y'all want to say these people are like, but where did that get us? It got us here in a pandemic. You can't go to the mall. Think about that for a second. If they keep running wild with this, this Joe Budden just needs to watch what he said. Biden. He needs to, uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Budden. Joe Budden's the president. <laughs> Joe Biden needs to watch what I know he who said. doesn't need to run Kanye West. And please, y'all, for everybody who wants to vote for Kanye West because you like whatever stupid soundbite he said or you wear his whack-ass shoes. Shoes are not whack, but go ahead. Let's let's talk about this for a second. That man is clinically he has been diagnosed bipolar disorder. I don't have a problem with people with mental illness, but I'm pretty sure you probably don't need to have a diagnosed bipolar disorder and be a president of the United States. I mean Trump and Trump and He's not diagnosed by bipolar either though. They uh, it's funny about Kanye West. He's admitted that he's only running for president to try to take steal votes from uh, Joe Biden. Because he must be stopped. Stop breathing life in him. Some people that are vote for him. So hopefully nobody's that stupid to really vote for the birthday party, as he calls it. That boy needs to be in a cycle. Birthday. If you wouldn't vote for Joker, don't vote for Kanye. They're pretty much the same. If you saw the Joker movie, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, like I said, R.I.P. Uh, Donald John Lewis. And y'all need to go ahead and arrest Breonna Taylor's murderers. Arrest? Uh, 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 not even just the officers. The, the dude that put the uh, wrong address no, on yeah. the damn arrest warrant. Yeah, no, he's got to go. Warrant, his ass needs to go to jail, too. Yeah, I agree. So, um,. Yeah, that's that's. I know that what they thinking. How do you uh? What do you charge them with? But you charge them with second degree or third degree murder so, or manslaughter. Yes, because so obviously there is well there's audio that I hear of them talking over the girl's body, laughing and kikiing and carrying on yeah, while she was fighting. For her life. They didn't even offer her. They could have called the ambulance. They could have rendered aid to her. Once they realized. Oh shit. We shot the wrong person. They didn't offer her any any kind of aid. 
whatsoever. They were just like, oh, we what we grabbing for dinner tonight? What we doing later? Um, so that's that's just, uh, you know, I just feel bad for the families in both of these situations, the Ryan Whitaker and the Breonna Taylor uh, situation. Um, because they'll probably never get, um, they'll probably never get justice. But Jonathan Mattingly, Brent Hankerson, and Miles Cosgrove, at least, need to be charged with uh, Breonna Taylor's uh, murder. Yeah, let's do an investigation. Those they need officers, to have their day in court. Should, yeah, most definitely have their day in court. Um, they love to give us our day in court over one gram of weed. Interesting. You could kill a whole person. And, and Jeff Cook and, and the Ryan Whitaker uh, shooting, he needs to be prosecuted because he shot that man three times in the back. Yeah. We need justice. So, that's it for our show, Blurred Perspective. I'm Lady L. I'm Brother Rue. And we'll catch you later.